What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Thank you so much, Terence, for the enthusiasm. I mean, it's enthusiasm oozing is out. Oozing enthusiasm out. is not measured by the the key of what you're saying. Like rappers, they rap in very low keys. Doesn't mean they're not enthusiastic about what they're, they're saying. Yeah, but fucking rappers, when they rap like that, there's still music to back it up, right? Yeah. Is there any music now? No? It's just silence? No, it's so meant to. It just you feels feel like feel the music. drone, you know, like when you... Yeah. Suspense, right? Like You feel the music. So you think just now? Yeah, you just, feel it. So that... <laughs> but is this meant to be a psychological thriller kind of podcast, Terrence? Huh? No, as we, we said, it's, it's, it's a year orgasm. As we've mentioned a lot of times before, that's what our <laughs> podcast is meant to be. Yeah. Is it? No, it's it's a eargasm which, with your voice, but uh, is uh interspersed with like little yelps by me, la, Right? Uh, little yelps. Yeah, I think yelps is a good way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. Rant, mercurial <laughs> ranting. Fuck, that, mercurial that's where you're supposed yelping. to say no, Harish. You have a very soothing voice. You yeah, know, a very yeah, yeah. enthusiastic voice that brings cheer into people's lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the I think we wait, we 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 started vibes. a podcast already, right? <laughs> the very positive, positive vibes. vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey everyone. <laughs> yeah, positive vibes. Welcome to welcome back to Yala Bat. I think you are welcome you are back to Yala yeah. Bat, I hope. Well you're, I think you are really Mr. Positive Vibes. Yeah, after watching Indian matchmaking, I really feel you are Mr. Positive <laughs> Vibes. <huh? laughs> Who else is Mr. Positive Vibes in the show? No, nobody lah. Just you, you, you are. Oh, nobody yeah. It's only Sima. Sima from Bombay is super positive. Yeah, yeah. Then, then you're close second. Yeah. Fucking Sima from Bombay, <laughs> man. <laughs> so oh, yeah, where are so we? So it yeah. is a yeah. Where are we? Yeah, holy shit! Are we even recording a podcast? Yeah. You know, like well, I think just a shout out to one uh, comment we got from from one of our uh, listeners. I think um, it's a Kate Katie Patisserie. Uh oh shit! Let me let me Google uh the, the handle now. They basically make French patisseries in Singapore, and they were so sweet to tell us that while making their French delicacies of amazingness, they listen to our podcast, man. Oh seriously, Can you believe it. Yeah. Well, it means that while they yeah. are like hand rolling like dough and everything, they listen to our podcast. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. That's so, like, I mean, we think that's something I'm going to tell people next time. You know, when you are driving or doing your laundry or hand rolling dough for croissants, you can listen to our yeah, podcast. That's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how yeah, many wait. people that applies to. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Let me. Uh, let me. Yeah. KY Patisserie on Instagram. Mm. Like their Instagram is just like just like orgasm of like uh French delicacies, and they listen to our podcast while making that. So we take full credit. Oh, full that's awesome. fucking credit. So the yeah. heart, Holy the heart shit, shit that we, goes into wait, it. Wait, what? Are, what are we talking about today, man? <laughs> we do have topics to get through. We are talking about food, very high end, very yeah, high end food, no? That's right. true. That's true. But before before we get into the topic of uh food, uh maybe you do the plug this week, lah. Yeah, uh, I feel just like a corporate. A shell. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing this for a while already. I think you you guys know the drill. But if you just know one person whose life you can maybe give a little small gift of happiness to just one time, you know, that friend that you haven't spoken to in years, that army friend who you blocked because he was calling you to sell you insurance, maybe try sending him a recommendation to listen to Yalabad podcast and bring some sunshine into his day. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Mm. Hey, wait, just now, did I say KY Patisserie or KT Patisserie? You said, uh, you said KT first, then I said KY, like KY, KY. Jelly. Oh, yeah. No. So is it, <laughs> fuck, 
KY Patisserie. KY Patisserie. Yeah, check them out on Instagram. Yeah, check them out on Instagram. But yes, speaking of high-end food. Yes. Today, the first topic we're talking about is something that as of two hours ago, today is what, Tuesday night, the news has even reached the likes of The Verge, Fast Company and BBC. Yeah. What is it? What is it, Terence? What is what Singaporean news has made made it all the way across the fucking continent? The fact that Singaporeans are willing to pay hundreds of dollars to sit in a grounded plane and to eat a meal in uh, inside a plane. So basically, inside SI, plane, yeah. Huh? So I mean, broadly yeah. speaking, can you explain what SQ is doing? So I think it all started. Okay, so basically, all airlines have gotten screwed over by COVID. Mm. Uh, Singapore Airlines has. Uh, their capacity, I think, has decreased by like 80% or even 90%. Yeah. So every airline is scrambling to find alternative sources of uh, revenue. La. So I think a few weeks ago in September, there was some news being made about Singapore considering flights to nowhere, right? Yeah. Um, so basically, people get on the plane at Changi Airport, they fly to fucking God knows where, mm. and then they come back at Changi Airport. And that was met with like um, some skepticism, some uh, people pointing out that, you know, it's, it's a lot of carbon unnecessarily being emitted into the sky. Mm. So then they they pivoted or they evolved from there mm. to announce that they were kind of make offering three different meal plan uh, meal kind of things. Mm. So mm. the first one is you dine in a grounded plane yeah. uh, across all the classes from economy to suites. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's SIA at home mm. where you buy whatever tier of food you want and they deliver it to your house mm. with instructions to reheat the food mm. and they don't come cheap yeah. so so um, I think why why it caused a bit of a riffraff is because if you want an economy class on board the restaurant it's called restaurant A380 at Changi which mm. is an actual 380 plane yep. uh, a, uh, Airbus 380 economy class is 50 bucks but for mm. suites is 600 bucks and we're and talking about this is a, first class suites right yeah, so I mean, Singapore Singapore Airlines first class, I, they don't even call it first class. It's like first class is like fucking below them and it's mm-hmm. sweets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they made news when the sweets first came out years ago about being the first, I don't know, like it's the kind where you don't even lean back and you, to get a bed, you step out, you ask the, the air stewardess to lay out the bed for you and then you go back in. Like. Oh, I see, I see. So, so these all these meals are like a three-hour experience mm. where you go in an actual plane uh, that's grounded and yeah. you get the food. Like. So why why do you think it's getting so much international attention? Because we're talking about The Verge, BBC, Guardian, all these uh, newspapers covering it. Usually you do stuff in Singapore, nobody gives a shit. But why do they care here? Uh, I mean... I think like like just looking at articles, it's uh, it's uh, they're not really shitting on it as sometimes the articles in from the West uh mm. do about things in Singapore that are out of the ordinary. Yeah. Um, I think because generally the stereotype is airline food is not the best la. Yeah. Um, I mean Singapore Airlines is pretty famous for the airline uh airline food. Maybe not the economy class, but the upper classes mm. la. Uh, I think one thing that added to the fire is uh. The tickets for I think nine hundred seats sold out in thirty minutes. Mm, thirty minutes. And then now it's a wait list, and then they're opening up two more, uh, a few more weekends or something like that, right? Yeah, a few more weekends, and and I mean even I think the the, the there were people scalping it on Carousel, scalping mm. the tickets, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. and yeah, <laughs> like fucking Carousel, uh, like uh, anything people like uh, can sell, they they someone will scalp it, uh. So mm. so I think the some of the more vocal, uh. 
people, I mean, the, the more vocal voices like KF Sito, who's, who's of a Makan Sutra fame and quite an advocate for issues relating to hawker centres, he wrote a Facebook post kind of saying that he doesn't understand why people will pay upwards of $200 to have airplane food, uh, mm. not even at home, but even in a grounded plane, what's the point? La? So, yeah. so, so a lot and, of people and I mean, this... were sharing it, saying, yeah, they don't understand it. Yeah, but correct me if I'm wrong, there's this thing what? that um, airplane food is supposed to be saltier than normal food, right? Like all the time. Yeah. So so I guess to give context, I used to work for Singapore Airlines. Yeah. Full uh, transparency. After I graduated. Yeah, full transparency. <laughs> yeah. Full transparency. And because of my dashing good looks, uh, often when I people tell when I tell people that I work at worked at Singapore Airlines, they're like, Oh, were you a steward? I'll be like, uh, why? Thank you. But no, I worked in digital marketing uh, and direct sales. <laughs> you know, the other kind of sexy job. IT, where you just yeah. sit behind a you. desk. IT, IT department. <laughs> no, actually it's true because direct sales is through the, what they call it direct because it's direct to customer through the internet. Yeah, yeah. So anything, anytime I say I work in a big corporate in something to do with internet, fucking IT. Yeah, yeah I'm the IT dude. Then they'll right? come to you to fix the mouse and that kind of thing also, right? When <laughs> yeah, the mouse, I'm the mouse balls point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, oh yeah, back then it was mouse balls. Uh. Fuck, if yeah, anyone yeah. listening to this never experienced uh, the wonder that is the mouse, mouse, the computer mice with mouse balls, right? Yeah. You're missing out, man. I used to like playing with those mouse balls because they're like a little, little dense piece of things that, a ball that doesn't bounce. Yeah, yeah. So you just right. pick it out, you throw it on the floor, you hear a thud and then you put it back in the mouse ball. That'd be funny, uh, yeah, like, if, if you, tell, I had. you tell young people today about mouse balls and then they're thinking, uh, they're talking about like animals like genitalia, <laughs> yeah, some fucking bestiality balls. shit. <laughs> <laughs> of all the balls, of all the animals' balls that you might want to, I don't know, interact with. Probably mouse balls are the are low in, in the hierarchy. La. Yeah, or hard to find. Uh, very small. Hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Wait, how the fuck did we end up with this? With oh yeah, so I used to work at Singapore <laughs> Airlines for two years uh, and then I moved to Scoot for two and a half years and I did have some so-called insider info on how airlines operate and what Terrence says, I have heard to be true because when you're at 38,000 feet in a commercial uh, liner, you're, because of the lower pressure and some other fucking shit that happens at, at that height, even though the cabin is pressurized, your taste buds lose a bit of uh, ability. Mm. So the food has to be saltier, uh, spicier, more buttery, whatever. Basically, yeah. the taste needs to be stronger. So, because I don't, and I know this because my colleagues who used to deal uh, or be the ones to kind of do the food tasting and all, they said when they try the food at ground level, it is fucking salty. Mm. But that's how it's made. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, so I'm guessing when this is made, they do tone it down to ground level uh, airplane food. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But uh, overall, but like, yeah. do you, I so, mean, um, for those who haven't tried it yet, like, SQ is supposedly known for certain things, right? Like I heard, I, I've not tried it, but I heard the SQ satay is supposedly very good. And it's like the first thing they serve mm. in business class or something like that. Is, it, is that what, is, is, yeah. Are there any famous things that you know of since you worked there last time? Uh, not that I know of. Okay, so again, full disclosure, yeah. uh, I did actually once get to travel in first class. When mm. I went to some conference for in France after two years at SIA, uh, I just went as low level uh, like executive, which was great because I didn't need to do anything. Yeah. So on the way back, I actually got upgraded. And back then, the policy was if there's a vacancy, um, if you're a staff on traveling for work, you actually get some priority. Mm. So the funny thing was, uh, I had been out the whole day in France. And during the day, I bought a kebab. 
And mm. I was having the time of my life having eating the fucking kebab, which was great, and walking around until I realized that the sauce from the kebab had spilled onto my khaki pants. Mm. So I went to the nearest restaurant and I tried to use uh, water from the tap to wash it off. And it did some job, but there was a stain, la, which honestly, down the right side of my leg wasn't the best place. La. So when I got called up from economy, uh, not say called up, la, they didn't like paging for Harish. Like, the, the, yeah. uh, S, the students just came and said, okay, are you Mr. Harish? I was like, yeah, sure. She said, okay, we have a space in first class. Would you like an upgrade? I was like, uh, fuck yes. I mean, yeah. I, I thought that. Uh, but on the outside, I just said, yeah, sure. So they brought me to first class and this was the first class that was you have your own little cabin. Mm. Uh, and of course, I had this big stain on my uh, pants, which didn't look like the best. But the food there is on a whole other level. Okay, you know, SIE economy food yeah. is, I guess, okay. But when you're in first class, the food is really like, they plate it differently. They give you different options. And it really feels like it's a restaurant in the sky. Wait, so, wait, so, so uh, is there more to the story about... About. No, that, that was just that's it. There's but no punchline or nothing. What the fuck is a your stain on your pants have to do with the first class? I thought you were gonna tell me they they asked you they help you clean that stain on your pants <laughs> in first class or something. But all you talking about is a stain on your pants and then you sat first class. What the hell is that? Because, What's the relevance? Because that's one of the memories from that experience, lah. I just oh. thought it was funny to myself and I thought it'd be funny to you, lah. Well, I thought it'd be a fantastic story where like oh like you know someone came and helped you clean your pants and then you're sitting there in your underwear in first class and then after that. <laughs> Like they all walked in and they're like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? And honestly, you out. honestly, I think if I told them, you know, I have a stain on my pants, can you clean it? Someone, some service would have been there for, for it to be clean. Like. Yeah, yeah. like first level, first class on a plane, I felt like getting up and going to all the other first class cubicles and slapping everyone on the face yeah. because it is totally unnecessary. And I think one return flight from Singapore to France is like 12,000. Mm, like, fuck. Mm, mm, okay, fuck. So, but yeah, we digress. Yeah. Just that was just a long story to answer your question. That yeah, the food I think on the upper classes of SI mm. is like a whole other level. But, but first guess, class, it does give you like bragging rights. Huh? like it, it. I mean, there are not a lot of people have sat first class before. I oh can, yeah, la, yeah, la, yeah. Of so course, course, just to be able to say that just makes you more interesting. Uh. So you you've already bought. Uh, if when you spend twelve thousand dollars, you buy the bragging rights as well, uh, right? Yeah, and for those 12 hours, I felt like better than all the people in economy class. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I felt more smarter, better looking and all that. Mm. I kid, I kid. But I guess what we wanted to talk about today is that um, you have some one school of thought that thinks, oh my God, this is a great idea. One school of thought that says these people are fucking idiots. But we're on the spectrum. Because, I mean, in the article in Singapore, they interviewed someone who's like a 34-year-old auditor and she bought a uh, uh, the, the sweets experience mm, la, which mm. is $600 for yeah. her and her, her daughter la. Yeah. so I mean you look at it 34 year old auditor mm. I don't know maybe like she's rolling in the bucks I don't know so you look at it you're like mm, is $600 really the best thing to do mm. but what is your take on spending money like that for whatever reason la, for this kind of experience mm, I mean broadly speaking when it comes to luxury experiences I think the, the 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 elasticity i mean the the whole demand supply curve operates very differently like from normal like mm. normal goods huh? when it comes to luxury is a lot of it is your just your perception of what things are but i think uh, the bigger thing to me that stood out was when i see all these international articles sort of have a i mean i wouldn't say they are bashing it like, but they kind of like huh you know that people are paying $500, $600 for a grounded experience. You're not even flying anywhere. The food probably isn't that great. Um, they, they they forget the context of where where we are, what, what we're talking about. La. Singapore is an island, right, where 
you don't we don't have a lot of options for you know getting around or seeing domestic travel or domestic tourism or anything like that. Of course, we have Sentosa, we have all, we have the beach, we have all these things. But that's uh, those are the few places we have lah. And everyone, if you want to go out, you have to go to those places lah. So mm. just having the chance to do something that is very different, like getting on a plane, you know, entering Changi Airport and getting on a plane, getting on a tarmac, or all that. That itself is a is a very different is a very different kind of experience that you won't get. Uh, I mean, you tell anyone in the US they'd be crazy, because because I'm just comparing like some. I still look at the Instagrams of some of my friends in the US, right? Their weekends are still they're still going to beautiful parks, beautiful national parks, and oh, hiking yeah. and all that. I mean, they're doing it with masks and everything and the social distancing. But to to me, it's like huh. Those places are places that I would pay a lot of money to go for holiday for, you know. Then for them, they go there just for a weekend kind of thing. As opposed to in Singapore, when you say the weekend, oh, I'm going to pull out Uvin, I'm going to Sentosa, I'm going to this place. Just after a while, it kind of repeats itself again, you know, unless you are very yeah. inventive. So, so like, for example, in the US, they have a lot of options if they drive. As long as you drive, you can go to a lot of different looking places. Singapore, yeah. even if you can drive, there's only that many different places you can go. So, Paying more for a very unique experience like getting on a tarmac of an airline and everything is is probably a much bigger deal in Singapore than it would be in any other bigger country. Uh. Mm. I guess the one thing that they had is probably floating around in pop culture around the West uh, or around the world when you hear Singapore is crazy rich Asians. Yeah. So it almost yeah. feels like, okay, it feeds into the, that, anything, right? yeah, it feeds, it feeds that machine. But I totally get what you mean about and I totally agree that Singapore, this kind of thing is ultimately... Uh, a big novelty like. and I remember there was one time okay because both of us have spent time in New York and mm. in a city like New York London there's fucking there, there is objectively a lot more to do like. mm. uh, you can go for a magic show at midnight or something and this is all pre-COVID like. mm. I remember when some of my friends came to visit and we went for dinner and they're like okay guys where should we go we're like okay uh, we can go to a bar mm. we can go to eat more food mm. we can go play pool we can karaoke or we can go prawning yeah Literally, yeah. like fucking at midnight in Singapore, uh, there's there's limited options, like So something yeah. like this, to me, if someone's willing to pay six hundred dollars, uh, I mean, I have no issues with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I mean, okay, honestly, if I if if I had my choice, I would rarely fly Singapore Airlines as mm. a choice because mm. to me, Singapore Airlines is really premium, and if I want to fly, I just want to fucking fly, like, I don't need to use yeah. Singapore Airlines. So when people make this whole thing about oh you know how can you pay $600 for eating food on a grounded plane mm. yeah it's still an experience right Mm-mm. but I just just question uh, you know uh, initially they were talking about flights to nowhere and then a lot of sh- they got a lot of shit for the environmental impact even I think even Jameis Lim brought it up in parliament and then he mm. got a lot of shit because people were like wow SIA is dying and then you want to bring up this taxing SIA this kind of thing and then yeah. now suddenly SIA, boom, you know, actually we've fucked Flights to Nowhere, we've got this entire big plan. Doesn't it seem a bit like that whole Flights to Nowhere thing was almost like a diversion to make people discuss uh, oh, how to help SIA and then after that, boom, you know, we have this whole lineup of restaurants, everything that actually was in the works all along already. And now we're just, mm. you know, since we, we tested the goodwill and, and you see, we listen to your, your the one flights. So no, we don't, we don't, don't, don't do flights. Mm. Now try this, uh, come and support us and do this. Doesn't Actually, it seem like... yeah, because when they when they made the announcement to Flights to Nowhere, it was just sing- as as I is considering, considering Flights yeah. to Nowhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow, Shella, that would be a fucking PR masterstroke. And, and, and I'm, I'm sure this thing can't have been just like 
since the flights to nowhere got cancelled, then they thought of this thing. Because this stuff takes time to to process and develop and, you know, make videos <laughs> and all that. A lot of people in Singapore Airlines, nothing to do with now. No, I, I didn't mean, mean that. Again, that was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. That's coming from okay. an SIA person, uh, you know, <laughs> mocking, mocking <laughs> our okay. airline national carrier. Eh, 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 eh. I gave four and a half years of my life, okay? And they also gave you four and a half years of, of, of life. <laughs> four, years, four years. Four years. Uh, four yeah, years. They, four they, they, years. Paid, they paid for my education. Exactly. Exactly. They, they paid for my There's education. so much more interesting. No. You fly first class before, you know. You're so interesting now eh, as a person having done that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got that, that, I got that checkbox. Yeah. No, okay. So the, the reason why I would say that, I, I still think that they would have been considering the flights to nowhere because around the, the world, airlines have been trying a whole bunch of shit. Mm. Um. In Taiwan, there was flights to to do moon gazing mm. during the mid autumn festival. Uh, in Australia, they they there was some announcement that they are doing like an eight hour loop uh, uh above Antarctica. So you get on in Australia, it flies around Antarctica. And actually, at first I was like, oh fuck, that's cool. But they've been doing it for twenty years. It's just mm. the announcement was that they're now doing it with a seven eight seven Dreamliner. Uh, mm. Qantas recently started the the Great Barrier Outback. Uh, uh, flight during uh, as a result of COVID which is an 8 hour flight so I think the flights to nowhere I can totally imagine SI considering it but maybe they were just I don't know maybe they were just putting feelers out there uh, mm. but yeah so I think I think it was a, 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 a my gut is that it was a real consideration uh, mm. but then w- looking at the public backlash, looking at how it made it to parliament and all that, it was in their best interest also to, to pivot like, and fucking, mm. yeah, seems I like they, they did a decent job. Yeah, now hearing you talk about it, actually on second thought, maybe they could have just still have a flight to nowhere with all these uh, meals and everything served on board. Lah. It, w- it would essentially be the yeah, I think that was a plan. plus I, restaurant. Yeah, I think that was right? a plan. Yeah, 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 yeah but exactly, now they exactly. just that cut the plan. whole flight. But the one thing lah. is, and then, I mean, I think it's fucking hilarious that they have the SIA at home thing. Like, because if you're mm-hmm. eating in a grounded plane, there's still some novelty yeah. there. Like. This fucking thing at home, right? It's not cheap, first yeah. of all. And what they do, they give it to you in like packs. You know, like yeah, vacuum correct, packs correct. that you have to reheat. Uh, yeah. And it's not cheap. And the funniest thing is, um, there will be a concierge you call who will tell you the options. Like they try and replicate the cabin experience yeah. at home. <laughs> so someone calls you and asks you, oh, what would you like to have, sir? Yeah. And then they fucking deliver it. And then if you pay like $300 plus, they will send a chef to heat it up and plate it for you. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, I mean, the, that, that I is, think that's fucking hilarious, But man. during the, truth truth be told, during the circuit breaker, do you have any nice meals like at home, like, like ordered from nice restaurants to eat at home? Uh, like nice, actually, nice kind of places, uh. That you would okay, dress so up for. I, I generally after a few experiences of like going to restaurants, anything during dating lah, just yeah. realizing that fucking expensive food, unless it's some by some fucking like Euro dreams of sushi kind of shit, I fucking hate fancy you're, atas you're, restaurants. You're on very thin ice now. You're very thin ice. You're very why, choose why, your why, choose why? your words carefully. Why, in why, case, why, in why? case this gets to your your love marriage girlfriend. girlfriend, your love marriage. Girlfriend. Hey, no, no, my go- <laughs> So what what uh, I have come to realize is that I've grown to like cooking, and oh, I've grown okay. to like eating at places where it's not crazy expensive, mm. uh, it's not super cheap. But once in a while, you get some fucking bang for buck food, mm-hmm. So I think during COVID, me and my girlfriend we did these things where we would cook separately and then cook the same thing and then sit down. All this fucking sweet. Maybe mm. like a super sweet boyfriend kind of thing, uh, but no fancy restaurants. Mm-mm. No, because I, I asked because yeah, I did. I think for one or two special occasions, 
I did order from like the pricier restaurants that I would go to for special occasions. Uh. Mm. And uh, I mean, both times they were, I mean, the food was obviously quite good. And 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 I thought they they plated everything quite quite uh quite well lah. Like, given the circumstances, like you know the fact that you had to put in a car and then drive across the island to get it and thing things like that. So mm. there still was more thought that went into even just the how stuff was packed and pre- and how it looks when you open it and things like that. No? So so uh I mean yeah lah, we we can laugh about this the this thing uh, about the plating issue and all, but but it does uh it does cut do its best to recreate the experience of being at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how like when you ap- open an Apple product, like when you buy a product from Apple, the box and everything, just there's just something about the box, the way it's designed, the way it opens, the way everything slides open. The ASMR sound. Yeah, right you there. remove the sticker of the phone or that. There is something very distinctly Apple about it. Although now everyone's like, oh, so much plastic, so much paper. But there, there's always been, that's always been part of the Apple brand, you see. So, mm. I mean, um, yeah, don't don't discount too much the, the importance of plating for people. Because I I mean, even oh, things, something yeah. like Haiti Lao also, they do uh, the home, They have, I mean, they have been doing it all along, uh, this home service, where they bring the freaking Haiti Lao to your house and then there's a guy who comes and then puts it there and then heats it up and then sets a table for you. And also it almost feels like you're at a restaurant where there's someone taking care of you. I said that the guy just scoots off after he sets it up. Uh. He doesn't do the mm. dancing noodle. You can't do the dancing noodle or, or play Scrabble with you or whatever, you see. But, but, or but, change your phone cover. Yeah, exactly. But uh, change yeah. phone cover, that kind of added service. But, I mean the basics lah. So and it's a very it's a very memorable thing lah. So I I would I can see how SQ can also make it quite interesting for people. Maybe like they give you the mastermind set as a secret at the at the bottom of your food that kind of thing. Lah. Yeah. So 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 don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on these people. Yeah, okay, yeah. Terrence. I don't try. And I know. I know. Your positive vibes. Fucking, positive vibes. Yeah. Don't try. And, <laughs> don't try. And paint a brushstroke. I just think it's hilarious that you can get a chef to come and uh, heat it up and plate it to you. But if someone wants to do that and they have the disposable income too to me it's an experience and after mm. all that is what how people value different things uh. but, I've paid like uh, a few hundred dollars to do a bungee jump correct, uh, correct. Uh, somewhere else and I can see people tell me what fuck you're just paying that much to jump off something but yeah, yeah that, that's what that's what brings value to me like. but so uh, what do you think of the argument that I see some people making that they are essentially supporting a national carrier that has made the country very proud for many many years, because of you know how how famous and how good the service is and everything, and they're supporting them in the darkest times. So what do you think of that the argument? Uh? <laughs> I think it's a uh, deluded la. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you again coming from someone who used to work there? Huh? I mean, honestly, for someone to think that one meal they buy out of 900 meals is going to make a dent on the a company that have revenues of like 15, 16 billion a year. I mean, of course, you know, little things add up. Mm. This, is the, this is the cynical side of me coming up. But yeah. I think in some ways, people trying to justify uh, and not owning the fact that, hey, you just want to have some fucking airline food in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. If it's to support, then okay, I mean, if it makes you feel better about yourself, sure. But I think so if you think that it's going to, going to push the needle in saving this airline, uh, yeah, I don't think so. So you think it's like cognitive dissonance? Like basically, I think it's cognitive dissonance. Uh, I'm, a very, I'm a very smart person. Then I spent $600 on a dine-at-home dine meal. You know, then yeah. to reconcile those two, 
he has to add in the thing that I'm trying to support my national career. Yeah. If not, <laughs> yeah, if not, basically right. the, the, the conclusion would be I'm an, I'm an idiot. I'm actually yeah, an idiot. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly that. That is psychology 101, fellas. <laughs> psychology 101. Yeah. No, but then, but then I guess one could very easily push back on what I said saying that, oh, so then what's the, then all those people who are using one less straw, are you saying they're not making a difference? Mm. I'm like, that to me is is different because that one requires like the whole world. If everybody say doesn't do one, let use one less straw. That's a fuck ton of straws, mm-hmm. This one objectively it's nine hundred seats. Yeah. Uh I mean, if it makes you sleep better at night, yeah. sure. But uh, yeah, I think I think that's a a little, a little, maybe deluded is too much of a of a word, but uh, you do you like You do mm. you. But I mean, maybe it's not so much about like the actual money amount that goes to SIA but just the fact that you know it, the whole thing sold out in like uh, half an hour and the fact that it's you know you're you're going with other Singaporeans on the weekend to SIA that kind of thing and bringing kids and things like that because uh, I know not, don't just say SIA let's say like the Resorts World Aquarium they are doing this aqua gastrono- gastronomy thing where you go to the aquarium. Why are you, why you must say aqua? <laughs> aqua? Aqua? Why? What's wrong? Singaporean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Now, how do you say, how do you say uh, I don't know. I don't know. You just said like the way you said it felt very like... Aqua. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say aqua. 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 Okay, fine. I don't know. You, you're very embarrassed to be Singaporean. That's fine. All of us. <laughs> hey, no, no, no. We're very, we're very proud love of being Singaporean. This is exactly okay. why, this is why you won't support SIA. This is why you won't support hey, SIA. fuck you. Okay? <laughs> I love uh, like Singapore Airlines. I think they've done great for the world. I might not fly them uh, if I had a choice, but I think, yeah. Kudos $50, $50 economy meal. So don't want, don't, don't want the support. No, okay. Honestly, because you imagine, first of all, okay, like what you said about the things selling out, you know, like yeah. the flights to the midnight flights, the the flight over the Great Outback in Australia is Qantas's prob- like potentially their fastest ever f- flying, uh, fastest ever flight. Mm. You know, and like I think people are just starved for new experiences. Mm. And if you think about it, if if people at home, you know, with their partners and all, like fucking one partner is saying, "Oh, what are we doing this weekend?" The other partner is, "I don't know, lah. Fucking same shit we always do every weekend." Boom, you do this right. You yeah. go one weekend where you got that get out of jail card. So. Yeah, no, but, so but, I think it's just everyone starved or something you novel. Yeah, so, so before before I got really interrupted for being <laughs> Singaporean, <laughs> the aqua <laughs> gastronomy, there's they're doing uh, this thing at the the aquarium where you get to dine. You know, and you know the aquarium with the giant window of yeah, fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get to dine there in a little pod. I think socially distanced with your family of five or six or whatever, uh, yeah. and and it's apparently it's pretty popular as well, uh. And uh, part of it is that uh, I think it's just keeps the aquarium in people's minds you know what i mean when mm, they when they yeah. tell you oh we sold out because if anything they should just open it every night like. i think and, and they already there is already a restaurant at the place so it's not like it's anything new that they've done it's just that they they're marketing it as a limited time only on two weekends so the fact mm. that it's sold out just you know craze buzz and people talk about it and maybe that's what sq is just doing like you know they just yeah just want to create buzz and all that like. so the people who want to support are not necessarily supporting by, you know, giving money. I mean, yeah, money is one thing, but they're also supporting just by by creating like this surge of demand for it, like this buzz and sharing articles yeah. about it and all that. And, and, and I think, okay, because like uh, everything you're hearing about, you know, vaccine by end of year and all that, and I've heard through the grapevine of like 
articles and newsletters and all that that even as as early as Q2 next year we might be able to start traveling again mm-hmm. so i think right now it's important that the airline kind of like what you said uh, fuels the their brand awareness mm. and top of mind because the moment people can start flying it'll be like yeah. a mad rush yeah. to for fucking seats like i think yeah. it's also in the best interest of airlines to get some free pr okay. like what you said this is after all is 900 seats but you yeah. think about being covered by all these these fucking uh, publishers uh, around the world that's yeah. pretty pretty cool like. so wait, i must wait, give a sh- so yeah. before anything right um I think again, we we always forget to emphasize that you spend uh, how many what six years working at SIA, right? Four and a half. Four and a half. Can you listen and to what I say? Sorry, four and a half. And a lot of it was actually in digital marketing. So as yeah. if you were working in marketing at SIA right now, do you think the people yeah. there are proud of of what what oh, they yeah, managed to generate? So so something ah, like this would be man. seen as a big win uh, within yeah, the department. Totally. Cool. Totally, yeah, totally. I think, I think, I think, like, uh, yeah, it's probably a a, a big success. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, ultimately, it's it's the food is all already the 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 line the manufacturing line is already set up to do all this. Mm. Um, and as much as they say the chef designs the food on ground, they're made by caterers, lah. So mm. it's not say the chef came to make something I think mm. um, so I think it's it's a it's a big win because mm. also ultimately marketing is about brand awareness and all that right and yeah. the amount of PR this creator was fucking great yeah 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 I think I think I think it was quite a brilliant marketing thing brilliant yeah. man yeah. brilliant yeah cause I mean they, they made the like the like what you said like, we couldn't do flights to nowhere then they, they did something that got even more buzz than if they just launched anyhow flights to nowhere lah yeah, but you know the cruises to nowhere in Singapore are fucking selling out as well. Yeah, but then, but that, that's the thing. Cruises have always been to nowhere. To nowhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not something new. It's just like back to business as usual. Yeah, it's, it's not. So it's maybe, not anything new to, for, for anyone. Maybe can you imagine where people were shitting on Singapore and for all this carbon into the air? Yeah. the the cruise ships were probably okay. Just shut the <laughs> fuck up. You know, like, sailing by. Is it, yeah, it's in class when you never do your homework and the person next to you gets called out. You're like, don't make eye contact. <laughs> just look down. Don't fucking move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and I mean cruisers have a they have a reason to go nowhere la, because they need to be able to operate as as places where you can gamble as well. La. So they need to get out of the jurisdiction of Singapore waters and everything, you see. Mm, so so mm, there mm. is uh, I wouldn't call it like completely uh it's not like whereas like flying to nowhere is much more frivolous. La. It's not like you fly out of this place, then you get to do some special thing. Maybe you get nope. to see space, la. that's about it. La. No, if like okay, like the Antarctica trip or the Great Outback, I think that one, there's then then I don't hear cries for like the carbon emissions there. Is it because oh. the value that that sort of flight provides, uh, is over overwhelms the carbon? Whereas in Singapore, you fly, you uh. see fuck what you see what bro, a Johor forest. <laughs> if you just go to you. you can see the same thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, we're flying over Tekong right now. <laughs> yeah, Tekong. Yeah. You might if you're lucky, you might see some boys clearing the SOC yeah. as we it's speak. Like- <laughs> <laughs> no, but one thing I wanted to say, just some some flight trivia, which I always like to to use, uh, uh, when to to show off my my insider knowledge. Yeah. You know, like when you get on the when pre COVID when we used to fly and when the flight is taking off, uh, they kind of say, you know, please lift up your windows and mm. turn off the lights. Mm. Do you know why or not, Terrence? Uh, I mean, just so that they can irritate you. Uh, as they are, as you are about to land, uh. so you, no. you you pull up your seat and you won't block people and all that, uh. Is it no? No lah, this this is for takeoff. For takeoff. Uh, okay, okay, for takeoff. Why uh? Yeah, for takeoff. And and I guess for for uh landing also. Because this is what one of my friends who was a uh, pilot told me. Mm. Um the reason why you turn off the lights is because in the event that something goes wrong, mm. um 
and you do a crash landing, um, the electricity will be cut, lah, right? Mm. So the last thing you want in a situation where like your reaction time in the milliseconds can make a world of difference is to spend time for your eyes to dilate from going from a bright environment to a dark environment. So oh. if you start off with no lights, yeah. something happens, the electricity gets cut off, you are already used to the lighting. Mm, and then why the windows uh, are up is because in the event something happens, fucking there's a tumble and a plane spins, 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 lands in water and you're so disoriented, you don't know which side is up, right? Mm. The windows will give you some idea. Oh, because of water, la, the, the water yeah. levels and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's a fucking reason, man. Mm, See? Very morbid, no. la, very morbid. <laughs> Very morbid, like very yeah. morbid. But but now all of you listening can go, you know, when when you're I don't know, out on a date or when your family dinners get a bit awkward, yeah. boom, just throw this in and you'll get people talking. Yeah, maybe unless people people then say, Fuck, what you tell me about flying, you know, I I <laughs> miss flying and then it just goes to shit like in that case, good luck to you, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but uh yeah, I mean it's 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 quite interesting that last uh, just one or two weeks ago we were it, 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 this whole thing almost became politicized, huh? Where they talked about yeah. like, oh, you know, how can our national carriers dying? How can you do this or that? Then boom, they do this thing which like fuck it and let's not let's not do the flights to nowhere. And then boom, and then now like the Verge and BBC are all talking about SQ again. Yeah, I think even when Parliament, the cruise ships were like, okay, guys, seriously, don't fucking move. <laughs> all right, don't look up. Just fucking, just do your shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. The, the the only danger of the cruise ship is that if if someone on the cruise ship has COVID or gets COVID, like you might not. I mean, you're I, stuck there, lah. You're <laughs> stuck there, and then they might not let you dock, lah. That's the scary thing. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in a plane, I don't know how they would do that. I guess on a plane, yeah. you're not there long enough to to be tested and all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the ship is yeah. can be quite bad. But so, yeah. So yeah. So so Terence, I think we need a one of your one of your segues as uh, we transition. I mean the, the, the. Well, I mean we're talking about uh, technology <laughs> and no, okay, I got it. We're talking about how technology <laughs> and and all these things, even like SI SQ's food services, invade your living uh. room. Now have now come from outside to invade your living room. So there's also someone else or something else that wants to invade your living room, and what oh, are they? They are hackers, man. Yeah, hackers. Fucking hackers online who have apparently hacked into thousands of IP cameras in Singapore. Yeah. And have been selling those videos on porn websites around the world. Yeah. <laughs> so the, I mean this came out on the news and then there were some like uh screenshots of what of what they were taking. Uh, and it's not necessarily of people in the toilets, because if you put a security camera in a toilet, I don't know. I either there might be some you might be the uh, the the scare the one to be afraid the scary the scary one lah right, but yeah. but is a lot of it is just videos of of screenshots from videos of people just sitting around in their living rooms, and a lot of times because they're at home they're probably in some state of undress or something like that, and mm. they're saying that a lot of these videos have been hacked and uh, have been sold to international porn sites lah, right. Mm. And not so, just porn sites. Right? I think yeah. on Discord, there's like big communities who who watch this shit and all, right? Yeah. So apparently, there's a Discord chat that where people pay a subscription fee of US hundred and fifty dollars for lifetime yeah. access to secu- like home cameras from around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you also have uh, there's I think there's some website put together by a Russian guy that has uh shows live feeds from 
cameras, security cameras of public spaces like, around mm-hmm. the world. And apparently, the, his goal is to show people that, yo, you know, be careful of where you put your cameras and what your passwords are because it's damn easy to hack into it. Like. Yeah, but for correct. this, yeah, like, it's it's almost like you have your choice of, of real-life terrace houses. Right? Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, and, but, but when you hear of something like this, uh, I mean, what's your immediate reaction about it? I mean, so first of all, okay, my immediate reaction yeah. is like, fuck lah, you put camera connected to the internet, of course lah, not my fucking problem. Uh, but then, but then the mature side of me, that's like my reptilian brain inside lah. But then yeah, the mature yeah. side of me comes in, because I can already hear the judgment in your voice. The positive the mature vibes, side. Yeah. Yeah. The, the mature side comes in and says, you know, there are many reasons why yeah. people might put cameras in their house. Correct. They might have a child. They might have pets. Yeah. Uh, they might be... Old people. I don't know. Old people. Yeah. Yeah. So then then I curb my reptilian brain and, yeah. and, I, and I contemplate a bit about uh, my own existence as a human being and then I realize that, yeah, like, I shouldn't judge like, because there are yeah. good reasons. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. I mean, and then, yeah. I mean, ultimately, everyone carries a... A camera in the pocket also, mm. which if mm. if it could be easily hacked, it could also, you know, be quite bad lah. Maybe even worse. Or like than, your webcams yeah. are. your your webcams. Yeah, right? yeah. Nowadays your webcams with zoom zoom calls and you know like zoom hacking also. People like they <clears throat> they join random zoom calls and and like they 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 flash the people in the zoom call. I, I've heard that happen a few times in schools. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I guess the the one thing is I think basically this this is yet another example of how susceptible people are to hacking uh, mm. regardless of whether you have a password or not. Right? Yeah. I think generally uh, most people myself included feel like ah, yeah, you know I'm not like fucking Obama or something why would someone yeah. want to hack my fucking webcam and all yeah. but there are people out there who want to see shit like this Yeah, you know I mean, and, the, and I, I did speak to a, a very uh, a, quite a smart friend of ours a mutual friend of ours he's one of those very mm. smart guys who has a lot of very smart things to say on Facebook. He's one of those guys who, when he writes on Facebook, like, always got like 50 over shares at least. Uh, Do know. I know him? You know, you know, yeah. Oh, smart guy, know. La, smart guy, you know. Ah. And, I mean, uh, we went to school with him and everything. And then, you know, I said, oh yeah, you know, you just need to be, because I think he's he's having a, a kid soon. So he was asking me like, you know, any kind of baby monitor or whatever. So I was recommending him uh, the type of baby monitors that, that don't use, don't go over Wi-Fi, la, you know, that mm. you just use a, it's just one device that you use separately to, to watch. Those over Wi-Fi, I say it's, it's quite susceptible to hacking. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't have one pointing, you know, at my house all the time mm. and all that. La. Or you you could have it, but just make sure you get a reputable one, la, you know. And his mm. immediate response to me was like, um, uh yeah, I mean if if anyone was to hack my cameras or videos, I'd be much more worried about the sex tapes, you know, being going from a hard drive than than them looking at my living room and me playing video games or whatever. La. So I think mm. that is the that is like what you said, is the bulk of what people think. La. The the I mean, majority yeah. of people think like that. But I do think that it's that's quite a dangerous way to look at it, la. But, but what, even, why, why, even, what, what was your thoughts about that, la? Even your friend saying that, right? Yeah. Okay, you know, there's sex tapes and all. I'm just playing my baby in the hall. Okay, you tell me your friend has never had sex in his hall before. <laughs> why don't you <laughs> ask him not, that? Why don't not. you ask him that? No, maybe just not. ask him that. Does he does he live with his parents? Uh, no, no, no. But but I, I think he's not saying, not necessarily saying that the cameras in the hall, but the camera pointed at his baby. He said people would rather okay, people would rather 
steal my sex tapes than like watch my baby sleeping on naked or whatever. Oh, then then he doesn't understand human nature, man. Uh, correct, correct. That's Fucking what I doesn't so. understand human nature. That's why because I, so. I mean, you the, a few years ago, YouTube had this huge scandal because their algorithm was actually very favorable favorable for pedophiles. Mm, because correct, there's correct. a whole bunch of videos online that families put up of their kids, you know, playing in the pool and all that. But those are like that's that's basically porn for pedophiles, like, mm, And YouTube's mm. algorithm, which continues to recommend you videos that are like the most recent video you watch was the perfect funnel for these yeah. sort of videos for pedophiles yeah. and there was a whole brand uh, 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 like brands pulled out from YouTube and it had a whole bunch of other repercussions yeah. but the crux of it is people enjoy watching shit like that and for our friend to say that people don't enjoy watching babies Fuck no, man. Yeah, that's Can why, you that's imagine why. people taking photos of your yeah. baby uh, and in who knows what technology might be there in future. They, if you imagine 20 years later when someone just has his pictures of you as a three-year-old, yeah. I don't know, like eating your poop or something. Yeah. Feels like there's a lot that could happen there. Like. Exactly. So that's why I brought up the, 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 the fact that this is a very smart, well-informed friend of mine who reads a lot and everything. Uh. But even they, at that, at, at that level, they, at his intellectual level and everything, he's still... Uh, you know he's not aware like like you are aware of like the human nature la, that people have very weird uh, wants and very weird desires that yeah. they will pay a lot of money to to be exposed to la. and one example that I came across more recently was uh, because obviously my, my, my wife was she joined certain telegram groups and all that of, of mothers la, you know for mothers to share the problems that they had um, with during the pregnancy, during uh, breastfeeding, doing all these kind of things, and obviously when you know when you think it's a community of, of, of like-minded mothers and all that, you know, then you start sharing photos of yourself. Hey, you know, I have this problem, this problem, this problem. Is it normal? That kind of thing, lah. And then mm. subsequently, one of them, uh, I think. Uh, one of them pulled up a post from one of those confession sites that there was basically this guy who said that I fucking love like going into these mother's groups and then masquerading <laughs> as a mother and then they'll be sending pictures of themselves breastfeeding or showing their naked tummies and then you know or, or like you're know, just covering their, their, their bits and then after that I love the, the pregnant woman's body I love jerking off to this shit huh? so <laughs> after that everyone freaked everyone in the telegram group freaked out I think any husbands who were in the group were kicked out and, and blah 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 things like that la. and we're not just talking about pregnancy we're talking about there are telegram groups that are of women who you know who, who they say they like a certain brand of clothes and they just dress up in that brand of clothes and sh- share selfies and stuff like that la. and mm. that shit if someone gets someone who likes that shit infiltrates it la, then it's you know I, la, you could argue that there's oh. no damage done but at the same time then we talk when we start talking about babies and kids then that's where it gets really like harmful la, right yeah, and another example which I heard of, I think a few months ago, which freaked the fuck out of me, and I don't even have a kid, is okay. Your your baby monitor, you said, is not over Wi Fi. Then then yeah. how does it communicate? Uh, I think it's radio radio. Uh, I know you're the engineer. You tell me, uh, it's not it's not Wi Fi lah, basically. It's, yeah, you think what? I'm still high. IT support la. You know what? <laughs> fuck off lah, okay. It's not my mouse <laughs> problem. I sent to you. <laughs> Take a look. But it's it's over radio antenna or whatever lah. You know, it's just a it's like a. Is yours? CC. Is yours like a walkie-talkie? Walkie-talkie baby monitor? Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. so, do you know, there are also the Wi-Fi equivalents of that, right? Or yep. the, or the yep. VOIP equivalents of that. Yeah. 
the freaky thing I heard is that there are hackers hacking into these sort of baby monitors and talking to your baby. Ah, yes, yes, they yes. They are fucking talking to your baby. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you have a monitor out there that, I don't know, is monitoring your elderly parent or your kid or something and it's a two-way thing, even yeah. if it's for pets, yeah. because I know you had something for your dogs also, right? Last yeah, yeah, time? Yeah, I do, I do, yeah. Was it over internet? Yeah, it was, there was over internet, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know whether you f- you feel anything if some random person is talking to your dog. La. It'd be um, weird. La. It'd be but, weird la. Yeah, it'd be yeah. weird. But but that is also a risk that I think not many people are aware. And when I read that, I was like, oh my God, that's fucking genius. I mean, it's scary, mm-hmm. but it's it's, uh, it's 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 a very real thing. La. And yeah. you might wonder, why the fuck would someone want to talk to you, talk to a baby? Because humans are fucked up. Yeah. Okay? There's something in the human nature where you just love fucking up the lives of other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah. I mean, that's why uh, I thought it's worth like just just talking about this because like I think people, a lot of people downplay the the invasion of privacy that that you know when when these hackers get access to your photos and all that. Yeah. Uh, the kind of the kind of issues that that comes. A lot of people think that it's just uh, yeah, as long as it's not my sex tape, I don't care really la. But I there's a lot other ways yeah. that it could be harmful la. I think one turning point for me when it comes to sharing uh, photos of kids, you know, I don't know whether it was from talking to you mm. or reading something, but basically what that person or that article highlighted is that, you know, for everyone who shares pictures of their baby growing up and yeah. all that, right? Yeah. In some way, you are creating their digital persona yeah. uh, without their consent. Yep, yep. You know, and if now, you know, with the ease of posting photos, you're taking photos like fucking growing up, baby, blah, blah, blah. Ultimately, you know, over the year, if you keep doing it for 15, 16 years, when your kid is 15 or 16 years, they will have a fucking library of photos that of them that were put online. Yeah. First of all, without their consent, but more worryingly is that because there are pedophiles out there who love this kind of shit. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and after I realized that, I was like, oh shit, I mean, I don't have a kid, uh, but even if I, uh, if or when I have a, a kid, there's no way I'll be posting photos on a public forum like mm-hmm. that. Like. Of course, family WhatsApp groups are sure, uh, fine. Uh, I'm assuming that there's no pedophile who has infiltrated my family WhatsApp group posing as a cousin or something. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but, but yeah. But I mean, just kids aside, rather than pedophiles, like, uh, remember we were once on part of this like online game show thingy where they were reading out like tweets that that uh we that we post tweets or Facebook posts that we posted like ten years ago or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. I don't like I honestly don't even remember some of why some of those tweets or posts that they read back to us uh, like why I even posted that and all. And, mm. and it's just yeah, and then you you I mean you know the example of James Gunn and uh, even Siashi and all these people like. All that yeah. shit can come back to haunt you years later, lah. So it's same for a kid as well, like you know, if if let's say you, you your parents were like I, I don't know in some extreme situation, your parents were neo Nazis or something like that, and then next time ten years down, I mean you disavow them and all that, but ten years down the road you're trying to trying to be like president of the student council, and then someone pulls that out, and then it becomes your problem, lah. Right? Yeah, that's why. Or like you say you've been vegan all your life. Then someone takes out a picture of you eat, like when you're three years old eating a fucking big chicken leg. <laughs> then, <laughs> then what happens? Then yeah. your entire identity is destroyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what, what's the things that, what, what can people do to, to, to... Don't have kids. <laughs> no, 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 to take care of their privacy in these situations. Uh. I mean, I guess there's this, I mean, sharing, there's, sharing is fine, but I guess just be aware of that, that what you think might not happen could actually happen. Yeah. Um, and I think there's this whole other aspect of hacking called social engineering. Have yeah. you heard of it? Yeah, I've heard. I think you've talked it's about where it. They, yep. Yeah, where they hack into your account without any computer programming or something. They just 
they just call you over the phone and they use very innocuous excuses like they'll play the sound of a baby mm. and then kind of say, oh, you know, I'm handling my baby. Can you just can you just read out to me this one thing? And then they'll read out or they'll say, yeah, my computer's not working. Uh, this I'm trying to key in this one URL. It's not showing up. The person on the other end keys in the URL and clicks on a button, says it works. Oh, yeah. And then you have control of their computer and there's a lot that you can do without even a line of code or anything. Mm. Like. So, so I think it's just important that that people realize that uh, it's not only the the big guns and the rich people who are targeted. La. In fact, the anyone might have info that other people can find valuable. La. Yeah, and I think we talked about this before, but like, uh, you know, there's this guy who wrote the book uh, Zucked or something like that, right? Who yeah, talks it's about all how, zucked up or something. Yeah, who talks about how, I mean, he was one of the original investors of Facebook, but now he's an advocate of like against Facebook. Yeah. And it talks yeah. about how privacy invasions can can harm you down the line in much bigger ways than you think. Uh, like maybe someone tracking your the movements of your mouse on on screen, right? To you, mm. it sounds like oh, so what? You know, as long as I don't go to a porn site or something like that, you know, nothing happens to me. But what yeah. they're not what they're tracking and selling to companies is not necessarily the places you're visiting, but they could track something like how the movements of your mouse, like maybe they could see that if there's a certain amount of shake to it, are you susceptible to Parkinson's disease or some other neurogenerative disease or something like that? And then they sell the information to your insurance company or insurance company such that, you know, without you even knowing why, from one year to another, your insurance premium just shoots up because they're Mm. predicting that you're going to get some neurogenerative disease just from the way you use your mouse and how you move your mouse on screen. So that's the the scary thing about privacy that... uh, it affects us all individually in very small ways, but collectively as a whole society, when all the data is grouped together, it actually can be used, weaponized against you. Uh. Yeah, and I mean, the, the mechanics to track your mouse movements is really in, in places where all of us interact with. Yeah. Have you ever seen that checkbox that says, you know, I am not a robot? Mm, and yes. you never have to do anything. You only check that, right? Yeah. How it verifies that you're a robot, that you're not a robot, is your mouse movement. Yep, yep, that it, it actually follows a human path on the way to the checkbox to check it. Mm. And when I found that out and then I heard what Chris Hughes, yeah, the author, the, the book he wrote is Zucked. Uh, yeah. He said that, I was like, oh shit, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And, and, and if you're wondering like, oh, how would you know that I have a motor, a, a neurodegenerative disease or anything? It's because they have the information from everyone who has had one of yeah. these diseases and then <laughs> yeah. they, they see how they move their mouse and then they compare how you move your mouse compared to the 25,000 samples they have. Then they realize, oh shit, you are actually the 25,001 sample. So yeah. you are, then then they realize, oh, next year your insurance premium should be much higher than it is now. Then yeah, you're, like, you're Zakna, basically. Last time after exam, you know, we come out, compare answers, right? Yeah. Just imagine they're doing this with like fucking 100 million other uh, people yeah, and yeah. you would have some idea of how much you're going to score on the test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I guess, God I guess, damn. I mean, yeah, even this, this whole web camera thing, it could be used for other, other purposes of like, uh, just knowing who's at home and then if they if they send con men to come and you know do stuff at your house or scammers to come to your house you know uh, yeah. they, they, they know that only your elderly parents are at home that kind of thing uh. so so it, even down to that level it could be used uh. but I mean back to the street street terms article I love how they say uh, in many of the videos which were tagged as being from Singapore because mm. they can't confirm whether it's Singapore or not la. Mm. Uh, it's just a tag right is it the layout of the homes were typical of a HDB flat <laughs> I just found it I mean that's a factual thing I guess and it's ultimately yeah based on the likelihood of it being HDB I just thought it was funny mm, yeah, the HDB correct. flats are so standardized that that you can tell one from a shitty webcam 
view la. I think also like some of the people were speaking in Singlish accents right, or something like that they also pointed oh, that out right? yeah, yeah, yeah. oh you mean you, they have the sound also ah? so yeah I think if I read if I remember reading correctly it's kind no, of no but like I remember la. I remember one one thing you told me that was funny about the the office the, our office camera you yeah. said once you got some motion detector thing then you turn on and you saw like like the fucking cockroach or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, the cockroach was fuck, on the motion man. detector. Oh my god! Fuck! It's like a monster movie, man. Exactly. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! You see, like the little feelers and all that. You're like, what yeah. the fuck is that? Does so, it have infrared? Yeah, it does. So this is one of the things, like You Jeez. when you have one of these, when you have one of these security cameras that sends you notifications, the last thing you want is like a two a.m. or three a.m. notification from your office. You know, when, oh. when when you know everyone's at home sleeping already, <laughs> then you're like, oh, fuck, do I really need to open this and watch it? <laughs> you open, you see some fucking monster on it. Yeah, God yeah, damn. Yeah. God damn. But that's life. Wow. Yeah, that was, a, that was a grim, grim thing to talk about. Mm. So why not we we lighten things up with our our third and final segment, the one shook thing for the week. Yeah, so what is your one shook thing? My one shock thing is I know I know a few podcasts or multiple podcasts I've mentioned this one guy Mark Rabier the the oh, yeah, looper yeah. who the has his live stream. This is your no, third no, time mentioning. No, 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 no. Okay, don't uh, just calm the fuck down. Okay. okay, calm the fuck down. Let me finish. Okay. So, so I used to talk about him because he used to do these live streams where people would call in and yeah. give like a topic, and he would create like a song uh, that with meaningless lyrics and all that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, recently I've been watching this one guy who I've been following for a while. His name is Harry Mack. Mm. Does his name sound familiar? No. He's a freestyle rapper who's been rapping since he was uh, 12 and now he's 30. Mm. And he's a white guy. He's a white Mm. guy, bearded white guy who doesn't really look like your typical rapper. But uh, he used to do these things where he would go on Venice Beach in the US and literally just play a beat and freestyle based on what he sees in front of in in front of him uh, with the uh-huh. people. He'll go up to a group of people saying, you know, I'm making content for my YouTube video. Would you be down to just throw me some words and he'll freestyle. And it's fucking great, man. So now uh-huh. now what he's been doing is on Omegle, you know, the 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 random chat thing. Mm. So he every few days he puts out his new video and honestly, like he would just uh uh like, like Omegle is the platform like chat roulette, like you know, mm. you click next and someone from some part of the world uh, you have a video chat with them. So he would just tell them, okay, give me three, four words. He'll play a beat and he freestyle raps and it's fucking amazing. And I don't mean just like words that mm. rhyme. Like the lyrics are fucking great. Mm. Uh, and I'm, I don't listen to uh, that much rap music, but yeah. honestly, I think any rap fan going there just based on the comments and the people reacting, I think his lyrics are fucking amazing. And the fact that he does it off the top of his head is insane. Mm. Harry Mack. Harry Mack. It's great. On YouTube. Yeah, it's yeah, on YouTube, it's th- fucking amazing. Yeah, I think I, I think I, eh, I think I've seen his videos on Venice Beach. Yeah, and, yeah, know, I think, yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think you have seen. But now because yeah. of the pandemic and all, he does it on Omegle, like, and uh, it's fucking amazing, man. Got it, got it, got it. It is amazing. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and yours. My one shock thing is actually another Nintendo Switch related thing. Uh. I, I mean, I have not experienced it, but just looking at it, it just looks like so much fun. Uh, it's mm. basically you know Mario Kart, right? The game. Uh, mm. where you where you actually drive a Mario on a cart and then you go through fantastical worlds racing your friends and everything. It's very popular as a game. Lah. But now mm. there's a way to take that experience and put it in your living room. Uh, again, another thing that invades your living room. Lah. So mm. what you can buy going forward, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically like a physical, you can buy a physical remote controlled Mario Kart. And then when it has a camera in front of it, then you bring it to home, 
put it on the floor and then they they have some like fold out cardboard gates like one two three four five gates or you you lay it around your house and then you use your Nintendo you use your Nintendo switch to control the the physical Mario Kart and you drive it around your house and going under those gates one two three four five in one loop lah. And then after that, Whoa. the game will recognize that as a racetrack, and then you can actually race it in race, uh, have that racetrack in your house as your as a virtual game, mm-hmm. and then you're playing it on Nintendo Switch, and then what? there's like little there's like little things that will pop up, uh, AR VR, you know that kind of thing. It'll pop up, and then you can get collect stuff. Oh, and so you mean there's like a remote control car? Mm, yeah, there's a remote control, control car. There's a camera, feet? and then yeah. that camera feeds into your Nintendo Switch wirelessly. So that when you use your switch, you are controlling the the remote control car, oh and you drive it around your house. And so, so you see on TV or your switch, yeah, you see the view you, of the car. You can see on TV or you can see on your on the handheld like on the switch. You see the view of your car, and then you're driving around your living room. Then it looks like a Mario Kart racetrack where they add in uh, AR oh AR God. elements like Whether it's like goodies that you can pick up while driving, or other drivers, you know, virtually who are on the racetrack that you when they bang to you. Sh- yeah, yeah, when they bang you, the RC car slows down and stuff like that. La. So uh, the cool thing is that you don't have to, you can even have your friends join you. The only catch is that every friend needs to have their own Switch and their own Mario Kart. La. So it's quite expensive. But let's, Mario Kart is meant to be very, I mean, the, the Nintendo Switch is meant to be very mobile, right? So your yeah. friends who have it, they bring it to your house, they have their car. <gasps> Then you can do drive a track around your house, the living room of your house, and just so remember we did a video about driving a vehicle, an RC yeah. car around your house, right? So imagine yeah, if yeah. like we had like a proper race track around your house, like virtually, and then we were like racing each other and spinning around, so, going under the. So sofa. you ordered it already? You ordered it? No, already? no, no, I haven't ordered. I'm just waiting to hear like f- f- uh, reviews and what. But they so, showed the video last week, uh, uh, or the week. So before. when you when you race it. Does the car actually go in or you just use the car to map out the track and then you play the game on your Switch? No, no, no. When you race it, you the car is... Go, uh, you are seeing what the car sees. So and then how does it spin and all? Because Mario no, Kart... So I don't know spin, whether right? it spins, but they say that when stuff happens to you, like you hit a banana peel or something, your car will slow down. Oh and then you will, And you will feel that in the vehicle as well. So it's, it's just... I mean, it's That's fucking genius. It's genius and it's just a brilliant way of like, uh, you know, making staying at home during this COVID fucking fun, uh, you know, like your whole house can become like a... If, uh, they, they say that you're, they're not sure about certain things where can you add physical obstacles, like actual obstacles in like slopes or ramps or oh. something like that. But uh, probably not. But but anyway, within the game, I think they have their own li- like AR, VR kind of uh, obstacles uh, that would be more interesting. Yeah, so I think it's really crazy. I think the, the fact that this is like your second or third no uh Nintendo Switch yeah. uh watch shock thing and this is like my third live stream rapper yeah. uh, uh shock thing I think just proves why Singapore Airlines dine at home has a fucking market <laughs> because people are fucking bored <laughs> and they are running out of things to do they're running exactly. out of things to do at home yeah so tough. you can either yeah, you can have watch videos home, yeah. play video games. <laughs> <laughs> don't knock don't so, knock the don't knock the don't knock the the fun you can have at home it's it's really un- understated and un- underrated la, so to speak hey I never knock la. Yeah, yeah. positive it. vibes positive, Mr. Positive, positive vibes, vibes. fuck you Sima, Sima is like chanting for you right now <laughs> well, I think if you ever meet Sima in real life you'll be starstruck no? I think you meet LeBron James also you won't be that starstruck <laughs> la. fucking Sima from Bombay will like you just be swept from, off from your Mumbai, feet from Mumbai from Mumbai what Bombay <laughs> <laughs> anyhow okay, no insult Sima anyhow. from Mumbai yeah. oh Allah 
your child, your your hero. Yeah, but someone did mention on, on our Reddit. Maybe we should really do a whole episode on Indian matchmaking. Uh. <laughs> a deep dive. Uh. A, a deep, deep dive. dive. Maybe we should go and find like actual ma- matchmade couples in Singapore and then talk to them. And, about, Yo, about I got man. Some of my cousins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Older yeah. cousins or, or or like your age. Yeah. Uh, older and younger. Yeah. Older and younger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could be interesting. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, man. Cool. Cool. Keep cool, the comments cool. coming. All right. Peace out, guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye bye.